Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Okay. Hi. Good, af- good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Welcome. Welcome and welcome <laughs> to the Coaching and Cocktails podcast. Right? Is that <laughs> what we're doing? By NPR. We're going to be reading a book to you. Oh, it, that book that you just held up. Let's read it chapter by chapter. NPR, not, what's NPR stand for? Not uh, National Public Radio? Progressing. <laughs> not progressing, really. Really. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's Brandy. I'm Tina. This is Coaching and Cocktails. Those are facts. That it's is a all Thursday factual. afternoon. We're all over the place. We don't record on the same day mm-hmm. at the same time anymore because who cares and why as long as we record <laughs> sometime. We, I mean, as long as we continue to try to get these out once a week at the same time because we know you guys are anxiously awaiting them right. like every, every week. Well, like Our numbers saying, are dwindling. They're dwindling, <laughs> but... You know, I don't think it's just us because the big podcasts I listen to, they're not putting out new stuff. And I think your point's right. Everybody listens, listens on their commute. Yeah. Or at work nobody's, or whatever. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's leaving their house anymore. Yeah. So nobody's leaving their house and nobody's commuting. So nobody's listening. But, you know, you guys should still listen because yeah. we're, still, we're still recording. We're still talking. So we're still talking. <laughs> I'm still talking. Fucking listen. Somebody <laughs> needs to listen. Brandy's kids don't listen to her. Nobody. My kid doesn't listen to me. Nobody if you guys does. could listen, that'd be great. <laughs> so, so validating. That'd be so validating. <laughs> so I, uh, I came up with a brilliant idea. Um, since it appears as though summer camp will be canceled and pretty much all of life is canceled for the summer there's no pool there's no whatever i mean the beaches are back open so that's great but um i told erica i said well look if we're not gonna go anywhere this summer do anything there's no we're not spending money on vacation then we should just create a little bit more of a vacation oasis in our backyard so i want a tiki bar and a hot tub okay are I've you, been are wanting you a hot doing tub. that or are you just I, talking about it? I just decided it today, so I haven't done any research. So I don't know if we're actually going to get it. I was just thinking about it. Because we talked about getting a hot tub 100 years ago, and I, it didn't make sense because we were so busy. Like, we would never use it. I said, we've never been so not busy in our lives. <laughs> I was like, if – I said, there are no shows. We're not going anywhere this summer. I said, so – what better time? Then we might as well have something more fun to do here. Why don't you just ask for the full swimming pool? Yeah, that I'll never get that to play. Plus, that'd be way too much money. I mean, uh, and I and I think a hot tub would actually. I've been thinking about it more therapeutically too, because I think it would be good for my, um, you know, for inflammation and all that stuff. I mean, as, except of course, we'd also probably be consuming alcohol while in it. Yeah, so right. I'd be I'd be both decreasing and increasing <laughs> at the same time. So I feel like it would just balance out. There you go. Well, and then I said, fun. and then I followed that up with, "Fuck it, I'm just going to start inviting people over." My neighbor's been doing it through this entire fucking pandemic, and he and he seems just go over to do his it house. just fine. Just go but, over to his house. No, I just I mean, people are like going out and doing stuff and i'm like well then we'll just invite people that we know know over like people we know are being safe and then well so we started the pods yeah and i like so we could have our own adult pod is what i'm saying we started podding this week (laughs) (laughs) which is i don't know if that's a real term or one i just made up or what really but um so basically two other families who we know have that we completely trust and we know have been on the complete quarantine like us, we are all now integrating. But the rule is nobody 
socializes with anybody else without letting the other families know. Oh, it's like a cult. It, yes, it actually. It, I think there's probably a lot a, of legal ramifications at the end of or this. A cult. Right. I don't know. We're all gonna dress alike too, so we know who's in what pod. Is that weird? Is it getting weird? <laughs> oh my god! I think I saw a movie or a Dateline or a, a Netflix documentary. If not, that. you're going to <laughs> the pods. The of pod. Loudoun County. The pod. So anyway, yeah. So we're a couple days into our pod and um is that who you went hiking with today mm -hmm. people in your pod people yeah me and the pod went, went hiking today but then you know now that we're talking about it but you know what i <laughs> See you in those like those <laughs> giant bubble things. What are they called? Oh, the big, the big, uh, those big bubbles where you like bumper the game. Yeah, you know, people do them at like parties. I want to see you guys all in one. Like, oh. In a big bubble. A big, that's, that's what I imagine in your pods. It's kind of like that, it's very similar. But I, I guess I didn't realize today. I bet people <sighs> are super judging because they're probably like, I know that they're not all one family. Yeah. Although I guess we could like, I mean, you could be sisters. I'm sure, you know, you're all similar age and yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not sisters, but we could be <laughs> well, if it came down to it. Yeah. We all, we're all like white blondish chicks, you know, like it, it that's what I should have had that answer ready in case somebody challenged your pod me. sisters and pod it's sisters. none of anybody else's business. It's that, um, the video, the holder, the whole, Hold, Holderness family? What is their name? No, the, the videos um, that they put up. The whole, oh, the Holderness family is the, the really Holderness funny family. one. Yes. So that's the one I posted yesterday. Yeah. And and I could it was it could not have been more me when well, she looking when he he or she, he, whatever. With the he binoculars? The with the binoculars. That's me. Eric's like, right. oh my God, you're such a fucking old lady. Because I sit up here or yes. I, I we sit out on the front porch, or even when we're walking the dogs, I'm like, those people aren't far enough apart. They're not right. wearing a mask. There is no way they're all the same family. Like I sit here and just yep. judge people all day. Well, like he says, I'm not being nosy. It's a police matter. Right. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's it illegal is my job issue. to police everybody. Oh, I agree. But now I'm in a pod. So I'm, maybe these now other people have judged. been judging. Maybe they have been potted. But I feel like just now it's acceptable potting time because we're going to get out of phase zero into phase one this week. So that's really big news here mm -hmm. in Virginia. Yeah. In PG County, we are still on restrictions. Yeah. These are like negative six at this point. We are so like, bad. We don't know what negative six is, but that's what you guys are. We're so bad. They we're extended until June 1st and we're still, we're still the 20 top 20. We're the 25th highest County in the entire country. What are you doing? You're testing. That's where you're going wrong. There's a whole <laughs> lot of testing going on here. Stop testing. It's much easier. I know to if you stop it. testing, then nobody knows how many cases there are. Right. So, and then you can just pretend like it's all fine. Like West Virginia, which is apparently on, um, on step four and everything's yeah. reopening. And they're like, it's great. We've took two tests a month ago <laughs> and they were negative so we're fine yeah everybody's fine it's all good yeah hey oh listen, my god I, I guess whatever works for you i don't know yep. if that's a i don't know if that's really a winning strategy in the long run but what do i know no i don't know anything so, so um, but we have big uh news i guess from the last uh, we have an industry update since the last recording about the cancellation oh. of yorton 
Yeah. So the big, the big end of the year show, which was strangely in the summer. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different. I think this is just this is just a this um, anyway. So the August shows basically were canceled. So we're not that we didn't see it coming, but you know we were still kind of holding out hope. Although, um, and you could kind of go back to the conversation we had with Marjorie, the no when to hold them, when to fold them podcast that mm-hmm. we did a couple podcasts ago, but. Um, I think they're trying to find another area, another location to have it maybe later in the year, maybe, you know, so who knows, but um, we're still holding out hope for, uh, we have a couple that are supposed to compete September. Pretty much everybody is in, is looking at October shows. So I am praying to God that the October shows help happen. But um, as of right now, summer is um, shut down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean Which that's why i want to get a hot tub mm-hmm. and just have my own vacation in my own backyard and then you know people want to come over and we'll do that'll be our vacation yeah so there's that um so speaking of life strategies right now because mm-hmm. potting is a life strategy strategy and um you know social distancing is a life strategy and so pretty much everything we've been doing recently has been kind of leading to the next pillar of our life athlete series i don't know if that was really a good connection or leeway into this but i feel like maybe speaking (laughs) speaking of life speaking of life um so we just spent a good 30 minutes trying to come up with like what this actual pillar is because you know i think we've told people we're sort of we have all of this and we've talked about it for years, but we're sort of fleshing it out as we, yeah. as we walk through it. I mean, we know what the pillar is, was we were struggling with the title. Right. Because the, the concept behind this pillar, which is our third now in our series, this mini series, um, is all of this. I entitled it all the things that make you, you, right? Because we talk a lot about training and nutrition and being an athlete. And that is a small, small, small sliver of right. who you are. And your success in those areas are counterdependent on the other 98% of who you are, um, which is you know, a major failure point for a lot of people. Because yeah. if you don't go into your athletic life with a clear balance, I'll use that word, of all the other pieces, you're not going to have the time, energy, resources, or whatever to make it worth it. So, um, so we're calling this pillar life strategies. Yep. Life strategies. And (coughs) it's really, what we really want to talk about is how you manage all the other things in your life, family, friends, work, your social life, your community obligations, your hobbies, your spiritual life. Yep. Whatever else. Yeah. Whatever else you got going on that takes up 90% of your bandwidth. Yep. How do you make all of that work when you take on another major commitment, such as an athletic endeavor, be it competition, bodybuilding, whatever it is? Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, even to go so far as to just, just making lifestyle changes, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the, the basics, because I know yeah. we have a lot of listeners that are, do not consider themselves athletes or, I mean, we're just taking on some new thing in your life, right? You have to have some kind of strategy as to how you're going to manage it all. So Mm -hmm. life management, life strategy, um, you know, we use the word balance and I'm sure I'll even, uh, the the word balance will come out of my mouth at some point, but you know, I always like to counter that with 
balance, to me, balance leads people to believe that things are always going to be equal, right? Like you're going to, you're, you know, everything's going to mm-hmm. get a third of you or everything's going to mm-hmm. get a you know, 25% of you. <clears throat> and I just don't think that's the case. I think that it, at any given point in your life, something has to be prioritized mm-hmm. over something else. So therefore, so if you believe that balance means everything gets your equal attention, it's just not, it's just not possible. And there's no way to excel in something if everything gets equal attention. There, right. to me, there just isn't, right? So if you want to excel in work, <clears throat> for instance, or excel in school or excel in parenting or excel in you know, whatever the thing is that you've deemed your priority in that moment in your life, that thing is going to get more of mm-hmm. your attention, or at least it should, if you really want to uh, get better at it, you know, be the best at it or, or what have you. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's just kind of my feel. That's why we didn't want to call this home life balance or life balance or, you know, just, we don't want to use that term. It's a little... Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely to everything you said. And I think that it is without a doubt the biggest tripping point for more, most people. Um, because I find I hear two different things. One is I don't have time, right? I don't have time. I don't have time to make the changes. Or the flip side of the coin where you have somebody trying to take on something and then they're making insane decisions like getting up at 3 a.m. to get in their cardio, Right which is a case where you should have been saying you don't have time or you have to make some difficult decisions. Right. Um, you know, and it's difficult. It's really hard to look at all of your commitments in your life and make a decision. I recently, recently, like last week had a conversation with a client and she has been a client on and off for probably three years now. And she's one that, that definitely kind of struggles with keeping her priorities straight so I finally said, the, the rock exercise, which is one we use all the time, mm-hmm. right? I said, I want you to give me a list of all of your priorities, right? One to N and what, you, what takes up your time and energy. And so it was really interesting. And I didn't give her any hints as to what I was looking for. That was in the conversation. So it was really interesting what she came back with. She came back with number one, her child. Got it. Of course. Number two was work. Got it. You got to do it. Number three was self-care. And within self-care, she put a happy hour with friends, shopping, and then her training and nutrition and going to the gym. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting that you, that the bucket you're dipping out of to get your training and nutrition time is the same bucket you're dipping out of to get your happy hour time. So it was interesting insight to see how she is prioritizing. I'm like, so in your mind, you are making a decision. If it's a self-care bucket, you're making a decision. Do I go to happy hour or do or I work do, out or do I work out or do I spend the time on my, you know, nutrition that I need to do or whatever. Um, so it was interesting to see that. And what I hopefully did is help her reprioritize that your training and nutrition, especially for the fact that you say you want to prioritize this goal right now, right? right. Paying me a lot of money to help you prioritize this goal. That can't all come out of the same bucket. So either you need to make your social bucket smaller right now, or you need to make one of your other buckets smaller, which I mean, you can't make your kid bucket smaller. You likely can't make your work bucket smaller. Yeah. You know, you have to find a way to get a, di- a new bucket for this training and nutrition situation that you want to prioritize right now. 
Right. <clears throat> and, and I think a lot of people have that same struggle because you get in the grind of, I have 147 things to do on my list and they all become co-equals mm-hmm. and then it just becomes so overwhelming. It becomes easy to say, well, fuck it. Fuck it all. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do, I can't, I got, I got Bible study and I'm on the PTA and I have my friends and I feel guilty for not hanging out with them. And I have my family and I have my husband and I have the kids and oh, I have a full-time job. And then it's just, once everything's co-equal, it's very easy to throw the training and nutrition out the window. And my argument back to her was all of these other priorities on your list to include your one-year-old daughter, right? If you don't take care of your health, you are not even have the opportunity to do the rest of that stuff. So it's not a matter of happy hour or working out. It's a matter of, am I healthy enough to fully be able to give to these high priorities what I want to give? Right. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I 100% agree with everything that you just said. And the rock exercise is a great exercise. And I know we've used that. Um, we've, it's in our material that we use in the retreat. Um, you know, and I'll go back to talking about, um, you know, having that strong why and whatever it is that you, you're trying to do, right? So if, you know, the tr- nutrition, your health, your personal health or whatever, your training and nutrition, um, if you have a strong why to, to do those things, then that has to be high, higher on your chain of priorities, right? Um, and another way to look at this is, you know, energy management versus mm-hmm. time management, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you have your priorities. Um, your priorities should sort of be in sync with your core values, right? Um, which is a whole other exercise that we do and kind of, you know, what are your core values? What is, what are, you, what are your whys? What, and there's more than one why to life. You have, you might have a why for family and a why for your athleticism and a why for, you know, whatever, but um, all of those things are going to tie together and then it's energy management, right? Absolutely. And, and then to, then it comes down to, you know, the thing I always say is don't do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like with balance does not mean everything is equal. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Doesn't mean, well, I don't want to brush my teeth today. So I'm just not going to, right. Like that's, that's not a, that's not a thing. Oh, you're I'm not sure. (laughs) So, so what it means is, and if, if there are things that cause you stress that you're struggling to do, they, you know, that, um, I don't know, you you don't like, it doesn't physically feel Mm -hmm. right. Something isn't, you know, it just stresses you out and you're saying yes to too many things or whatever. You got to go back and, and tie these things back to your core values, your why, the -hmm. things that you prioritize in your life. And if you're struggling to do this thing, there's a reason for it. So when I say don't do anything you don't want to do, it means don't do anything that doesn't tie into core values, whys, priorities, so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've had this conversation a hundred times. Like if community is one of your most important things, community being, it could be your church, your, you know, the people like physically around you in your community, family, you know, those kinds of things. And being a part of that community is a really number one important thing to you. Then volunteering at the church is going to be probably, you know, one of those high priority Mm -hmm. things that you, that you probably won't struggle to do because it's just, you're driven to do it because it's just part of who you are. Right. Um, Whereas somebody like me, not that community isn't important to me, but it is certainly not high on my list of priorities or my community in that sense. Right. Um, 
you know, my, my sense of community might be my bodybuilding community or, you know, my, my clients, which would also be my work. But, um, so you have to find those things that tie in and then where are you spending all your energy, right? Are you spending your, cause we, energy is not, you know, infinite. It's not infinite. No. We have a, just like there's only 24 hours in a day and I don't like to look at it as time management, right? It really is. Mm-hmm. Where are you spending your energy, negative or positive, mm-hmm. right? Because negative energy is still part of that energy spectrum that you have and you're expending energy, whether it's happy energy or, or not so happy energy and you only got so much of it. Yep. Right. So, so you you want to focus your energy on those high priority things, whatever they are. Right. Yep. And, you know, and it's, it's not always easy decisions because no. some of the stuff that you have to prioritize can be great stuff. Like, yeah, if there's things that you don't want to do that suck, it can sometimes be a little uncomfortable to say no, but at the end of the day, you're relieved. Sometimes there are points in your life where there's things that you really like that you have to put on the back burner. I've, you know, in recent history had, you know, I socialize more than I like to say that I do. I like to complain about it a lot, but I do socialize a lot. You socialize more than I do. I know that much to be true. I I, I social hate. I socialize to then hate it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there were a few different like social groups and uh, people who I liked and things were doing that I liked but I was just so stressed out trying to get to all the things and do all the things. And I had to turn some of it off. Now I felt left out, not because they were leaving me out. I was leaving or Mm -hmm. I was put back burnering it, but it wasn't necessarily an easy decision. Um, But what I have to keep in mind is everything is temporary and everything has to be flexible. And if you try to do everything all the time, you're going to do nothing well. Yep. You know, so you have to figure out, you know, kind of quarterly, at least take a review. And, you know, if you're training for something very hard or when I'm horse showing in in the the horse show season, I can't do all of the things that I would normally like to do. And it has to be something that you make a decision about and not try to then stay up till 3 a.m. every morning being irrational to try to make it all work. Sometimes it's making big girl decisions. Um, Sacrifices, right? You have to sacrifice one thing to, and that's what it comes down. That's what priorities, excuses, sacrifices, Mm -hmm. it's all part of the same spectrum, right? It's all, it's, they're all intertwined. They're all really kind of the same thing, right? Well, and even what I find interesting is even the older you get, it's still that need to fit in and not feel left out. And I think that's what scares a lot of people if I don't go out to happy hour with my friends or if I'm not on the whatever, whatever committee, or if I'm not traveling with my kid in the baseball league and all my girlfriends are that I'm going to be left out. Mm-hmm. And that's real. Like that yeah. is a real feeling. But like you said, that's when it comes down to, you have to make those decisions because it's not, if you're in a place where you can't get it all done and you can't get it all done. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, like the the whole kind of like belonging and happy hour kind of discussion, like when people are trying to make a lifestyle change, like a lot of the clients we work with that, you know, come to us off the street, right. There are a lot of those eating out with friends and, you know, going out to happy hours and this, that, and the other thing. And that's where they're, that's their social environment. Um, And I had a client um, and we've been working together for almost a year now. And I know early on, 
that what used to be her social environment. Her friends were drinkers and eaters, and this is what they did all the time. And she was slowly getting herself, you know, so she wasn't doing it as often, but she would find when she would go out with them, they were pressuring her. Why would you have mm -hmm. another drink? Why won't you stay longer? Why don't you want to go out? You know, and it's not the other thing. So, you know, we, her and I, we, we strategized, right? It's like, you know, this is kind of a common thing that I tell clients when they run into these kind of things is, you know, first of all, you know, if these are true friends and you explain to them that you're trying to make your life healthier and this has nothing to do with them and their lifestyle, right? There's no shame. Right. That this is what you want to do. That's cool. But, you know, one, I, I'd love to hang out with you. We'll go out, but please don't pressure me to, to drink. Like, you know, and so I, I feel like if, if you explain those things to the people that are important in your life, so this, this mm -hmm. goes to that, um, the social health aspect of things, right? And having healthy relationships with people and being able to put that in, you know, put that out there. Like this is like, if you're training for a bodybuilding competition, you're training for a marathon, like this is something I'm doing for me. And I appreciate, you know, let me explain it to you so that you can understand, you know, what it is that I'm prioritizing mm -hmm. right now. And some people are going to go for it because they're truly your friend. And some people are going to be like, poo poo your ideas, mm -hmm. either because they're jealous or they wish they could do it or they just don't understand it. Right. So I always say, explain it to the people that matter and anybody else don't waste the energy. Right. Yeah. Um, and because the people that matter are going to, even if they don't understand it, they're going to at least support you. Right. Because it's, right. it's important to have that support whenever you're going to take on some kind of big life changing sort of in, endeavor, right? And sort of explaining it to the people around you that matter. Everybody mm -hmm. else doesn't matter so much. Um, but she eventually, and now I don't, I don't think she goes out with those people at all anymore. She just, you know, it's just like, so either they understood or didn't understand or she just chose like, you know, not to do it anymore. But I know you had a client, you know, like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, but those kinds of things, you know, you, again, it's, some of it is sacrifices, right? And, but there is that huge element of like feeling left out because, you know, my friends are moving on without me, but mm -hmm. you're making, you have to be strong in the decisions that you make, right? That's your priorities, right? So, so be sure that that's what you're, you want to do. And this is, you know, why you want to do it and how you're going to go about it. Well, and yeah, absolutely. And part of that is communicating is you, first of all, like you said, you have to have your plan and know what your strategy is and know what your convictions are and why, right? right. You know, like the fall, I'm very busy between, I, I coach a cheerleading team, it's heavy horse show for me and I usually run a race. So pretty much anything else, I mean, you and I've had the talk where you're like, can you come to X, Y, and Z show? And I'm like, I can't, yep. you know, I can't. And do I feel bad because I say I can't? Of course, because you know, I wanna do all the things and be there for everybody. And I secretly hate you. And you secretly hate me. And then I don't care. And I just call you a bitch behind your back. And like, whatever, that's worked for us. And that's but. why our relationship works so well. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, you have, to, like, what, you have to understand what you want to be able right. to then communicate that to other people. Yes. And once you communicate that to other people and you set that boundary, if they don't respect that boundary, that's on them. Yep. But if you don't communicate it, you can't get, you know, if I just said like, every time and then you never understood why I was saying no and you know that time right and then I'd sit it. over here it's like is it me does she just not want to hang out with me right. is she or just she, fucking is lazy? not a priority to her right. or you know she just doesn't you know whatever um yeah no I, I communication is to the to your support network or the people around you a hundred percent necessary right. right like once you come up with this life strategy, right, your, your energy management strategy, your prioritization, all of these things, 
communicate that to mm-hmm. to people around to your support network, right? Or the people around you. Well, and particularly to the people in your household, yes. which by and large, I would say is one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people um, because they have spouses or significant others or children. And I don't live in their house, so I don't know. I don't know if it's an issue of their families don't support them or that's a convenient excuse or they haven't communicated. Um, yeah. I've had a few clients who say like their husbands plain out don't support them. And at that point, I'm kind of like, that's a, that's a horrible situation. Yeah. It's a big old red flag. For me. Yeah. Now, is that the truth or like a convenient excuse? Cause I know sometimes I'll use my husband as an excuse to get out of things, even though he has no idea, like any of it's even <laughs> happening. He's like, what? Where? Why? No, Eric, won't, Eric won't let me come out today. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'd love to do the PTA. My husband's really against it. And then somebody's <laughs> like, why are you so against the PTA? He's like, what? What's the PTA? Wait, what? <laughs> like, sure. Remember you Wait, hate you it. invited somewhere? What? <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know which, which it is, but that is, if you're definitely going to take on something extreme, like a bodybuilding show or a marathon, or even a significant lifestyle change, that's something you have to have a very clear conversation. Yeah. And it's important to have a a support network. Like I actually encourage Mm -hmm. clients um, to bring their spouses mm-hmm. to a check-in, right? So my clients that have in-person check-ins with me, and I have a few that have, you know, I have a few that have brought their significant others with them to a consult who have brought yep. their significant others with them to check-ins, um, posing sessions, yeah. you know, all of that. And they're like, is it okay if I bring, I'm like, absolutely. Bring your sister, brother, mother, father, husband, uh, you know, kids, whatever, because mm-hmm. the more people understand what it is that you're doing, because it's kind of hard to understand if you're not already in that community, already living that lifestyle, because your significant other could be like, what in the fuck? Mm-hmm. You want to run a what? You right. never walked a mile. Right. Doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like, but you know, those kinds of things mm-hmm. are, you know, what you want to strut around on stage and stripper heels and a sparkly bikini? What ha- fuck? Yeah. No, you you're going to do that. Right. So having them, you know, under, understand that and having that communication with them, educating them on that. Don't just go off and, and do your thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's not, that's not healthy for your relationships. Right. And if you don't have healthy enough relationships to have these kind of communications, then that's a whole other red flag issue. Right. Right. It's a whole other part of your life strategy that you probably need to consider before taking on anything else. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one to talk about, but that is a tough one to talk about, but I think it's more common than people realize. I mean, especially I think in couples, people get into bad places together, Mm -hmm. you know? And so often when one person is trying to get out of that bad place and the other one's not locked on for that, that can be a big problem. And I see it a lot. You know, I guess it's probably no different than if you met as addicts, right? And you yeah. used together. One, one and, wants to get clean and the other yeah. just not, not willing or ready or able. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it is the same thing. I, I mean, you, you might remember we had a client that competed last year and in her, in her intake form, her application, because we ask, 
about mm-hmm. support network. Absolutely. Right? She's like, yeah, well, I might be, I might, I might have to divorce my husband over this, but yep. you know, and I was like, when we had our consult, I was like, uh, right off the bat, huge red flag for me. You got to yep. help me understand what the situation is and, and how this, is. and there were struggles throughout the process, the competition process, the whole prep, there were struggles, yep. but she, she held fast and she held strong and, you know, but it was, there were, it was like, he, he's like, I just can't wait until you can drink again. And I can't wait till you can eat out again. And I can't, you know, so yeah. just a lot of, um, so these are just things, right. These are just things that, um, I think it's important to have these conversations with your support network, your fam, your close friends and family and the people who are going to, or even extended family, or, you know, maybe you're going to need more time to do your training or time to, to right. you, know, so you might need added support for childcare or, you know, or whatever the case may be. Right. So, um, those communication, very, 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 very strong communication is going to be important in having a good life strategy. Right. So the prioritization, energy management, strong, wise core value, mm-hmm. um, communication, what else, what else do we have in this? I mean, I really believe it has to be a written plan on paper that you think about, not just be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, well, that concept makes sense. And then here I go, taken off to do the same thing I've yep. always done. I mean, I really, clients who want to compete, we almost put together a business plan, yep. right? Because if you're taking on something very extreme, then you're going to be doing something unusual to, with your life for the next year. And you're going to be doing something hard enough that you shouldn't fail because you didn't plan accordingly. Yep. Because uh, it's it just, it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it to start out on this endeavor and then realize four months in that you're overcommitted. Yep. And I, I probably, you too, pull more clients out of prep because of they're overcommitted elsewhere yeah. than any other reason. Yeah. Like, well, I started school and I'm working a part-time job and I just moved in with my boyfriend and I got a new dog and I work, you know, I work 14 hours a day, but yeah, I I think I can do it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Oh, you want to, you want to go back to school for your master's and work full-time and Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, no, I I tell you, oh, oh, and you're getting deployed and then you're going to go to military school and you're going to do that. I'm like, yeah you know, now's probably not the time, right. right? So, you know, stress management, we talked about stress management in both the physical and the, the mental health uh, pillars, right? And um, I'm reading a, a fascinating book on the cortisol connection, yeah. <laughs> so, right? And, and really, um, nobody understands until you've actually managed your stress properly and seen how your physical and mental health respond positively what stress actually does to you stress honestly and you won't hear that stress kills right but it's heart attack and obesity and all these other things and stress leads to those things right and so um managing your stress the only way to properly manage your stress is you properly manage your life, right? right. Strategy that, that, you know, it doesn't mean you have to meditate 30 minutes a day. It doesn't mean you have to do yoga. It doesn't mean you have to, to do what you might think are stress, man, you know, the, these things, right? It's just managing your energy. It's managing your, the, you know, having a good schedule, scheduling things out and having a plan A and a plan B, and this is mm-hmm. what you want to happen. And this is, 
you know, it's like, what, what's supposed to happen? How am I, how am I going to do it? And then what happens if it doesn't mm -hmm. work out? What's my plan B? You know, if I'm supposed to go to the gym back when there was school, right? I'm supposed to go to the gym, but school's closed because of a snow day or school's right. closed for three months because of a okay. pandemic. Or there's never school or there's again. There's never going to be school again, ever, right? Again. So everybody is having to rewrite their life strategy, right? right? Their, their plan right now. Every single one of my competitors has had to rewrite their strategy, right? Because all of the sudden, I'm not getting up and going to work and then going to the gym and right. picking up my kid and then coming home and making dinner. All of a sudden, I'm getting up. I got to now get my kid up, do my kid's schoolwork and my work and try mm -hmm. to find, you know, and my gym's not open. So now, and now I got to do it all at home, mm -hmm. right? And, and then I got to find toilet paper at some point, right? So it's like, yep. you know, so yes. So, so what you were doing three months ago does not work now. That strategy you had in place we all, I had to, we had to rewrite strategies and plans for mm -hmm. every single client. And the successful ones are now falling very nicely into that, right? I know as soon as everybody falls very, you know, is finally into their plan very well, it's all going to shift again, right? But that's where you have to, you have to be flexible and, 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 you know, rewrite your strategy as is necessary, right? Well, and that's, I mean, that is absolutely the bottom line because you can write the most beautiful strategy and then you have a kid who has something that needs you, right? Yeah. And you have to, you know, you, you can't just get crazy. You can't ignore the kid or you can't, um, you, you know, then just say, well, I'm going to add all these extra hours onto my life and get crazy and hate everybody. There's times when things come up in life that you're going to have to bump your goals. But it, you know, you should have enough leeway in your plan to understand that's okay and that's part of it. And that's avoiding the all or nothing strategy. Right. Or the all or nothing perspective. Because the flip side of this is if your training and nutrition and your athletic goal 99% of the time and everything else fills at 1%, that's also not a good strategy. You have right. to have, you have to be a well-rounded person. Yes. in order to just be successful as a human being and to be happy and to have the mechanisms to manage the stress like you talked about. Yep. You know, it's, it's important to, to have that and pursue that whole picture. And we're not by any means saying, well, you should have a sole focus on being an athlete. It's actually quite the opposite. Yep. It should be a small part of who you are. There should be a lot of other things that make you, you. Well, it's something that you do not, who you right. are, who you right? Are, it's right. all this other stuff is who you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the that's a core values thing that we talk about so much. That's who you are. It's not even what you do. It's not what you do at work. It's not what you do as an athlete. It's not you know that that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not living up to that, yep, in all the things you're doing. Then you have to re reprioritize, re-strategize, you know, really reevaluate what it is you're doing and why. And and you know, and getting into that like all or nothing um at a concept. I mean, that that was me to a T, one hundred percent when I was competing. I that's that's who I was. I was Tina the competitor. Like I wasn't even Tina the mom or Tina the wife, right? It was I was I was Tina the competitor and I got so head up my ass focused in that. Like I, I have so many regrets now for things like I know I was not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was not in the moment enough 
when my child was young that I remember much of his childhood. Because I started competing when he was 18. I started prepping when he was 12 months old. I competed my first competition when he was 18 months old and competed until he was 12. So imagine not being focused on anything but competing and your, yourself for 12 years, right? And so I have a lot of regrets surrounding that. And I'm not saying I wasn't a good mom and I didn't spend time with, you know, I certainly did. But I know that I also was not as in the moment in those things as I maybe wish I had been. Um, and I identified so, I know I've talked about this in other podcasts, but I got so, I identified as com competing was who I was, right? Forgot that it was just something I did and it was mm -hmm. who I was. And when I got sidelined with injury mm -hmm. and I was nothing anymore. And then, then I was depressed, right? For a year. And so that's, that's where these kinds of things can lead if you're not sort of yeah. managing it properly. And I did not manage it properly. I didn't have the skills to manage it proper, properly. This is things I've had to learn, which is why I think I'm so much a better coach than I ever was like an athlete because I, I did not have these strategies as an athlete. Yeah. When I, when I was being that kind of athlete, competitive athlete. And so those are the things that can happen. And I've seen it with clients. You've seen it with clients. Mm -hmm. I've seen it with clients. You know, you get so um, hung up and you get, again, head up your ass focused on this is the thing and this is my thing and this is me and, and fuck everything and everybody around me right? And now you're just an asshole. Right. And then you get hurt, you get sidelined, something happens. And then, and then, then where's your support system? Well, you were, you were an asshole for the last year. So nobody fucking cares. Right. So it's, yeah, that it, being able to manage all that is so, so incredibly critical, which is why we focus so much on our, on our clients. Now, I don't want to see anybody go through what I went through. Cause it doesn't have to be like that. No, cause it doesn't have to be absolutely doesn't have to be. So um, I think that, I mean, that's an amazing illustration, I guess, of what we're, you know, of the whole reason, the genesis of why we feel this pillar falls at the top. You, you obviously have to have your health together. Mm -hmm. You have to be right in the head. But then right behind that, obviously, is the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Having the rest of your life in the right pieces to be successful because, we want our athletes to come out of this process as better people than how they came in. Right. We don't want our athletes to come out the other end, broken individuals with regrets. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I have worked with so many competitors who came out of competing with other coaches or on their own or what have you just broken AF, right? Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, just, just broken. Mm -hmm. beaten down beaten broken. Down. like that some of the saddest things I've ever seen when we have clients yeah. now that are you know they're and to watch them you know get healthy yeah using all of these strategies physically mentally and you know and this you know finding the beauty in the rest of their life that is yes. not just this like ugly thing because it will become a very ugly that thing you love and focus on so much will just become this ugly thing that you hate Right. Exactly. Right. And that's not, that's not what the point of this journey is. Nope. So, and I'll just, just one, yeah. one other thing I'll add, right. Is like, I, you know, anecdotally just experience wise, my clients 
and I, I'm sure you will agree with this, the ones who are the most organized, the most planned out, the most communicative with their mm -hmm. spouses, significant others, their, their family members around them, um, they are the most successful clients, right? Yeah. And, and they may not, maybe they're not the ones with the best physique on stage or what have you, right? But they are the most successful clients, hands yeah. down, right? I mean, cool people. Yeah. You just know. and 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 it's you know they're the ones that look like they have all their shit together on the outside right and 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 they and they do it doesn't mean they don't stumble and fall and have bullshit happen in their lives right like having this life strategy does not mean that nothing is ever going to go wrong right. and you know things are going to be like woo you know no it just means that you know you you have you've planned right you've mm -hmm. communicated you've prioritized um because winging it is never going to get you anywhere. Or being in denial. Like you have to be introspective, right? Yes. And really understand. I mean, we've talked about this before, but the whole, you know, do you really not have time for it? Because that's one answer. Or is that just an endless fucking excuse, right? Because we were talking before we came on here that there's people now in the pandemic who are saying they don't have time to do things, right? but you also didn't have time to do what you're supposed to do before this. So when right. would you ever have the time? So right. is that true? Or and is that not having convenient? the time is an excuse and excuses are priorities. Yep. That's all it is. That's right. all there is to it. Right. People are like hashtag, you know, and I was always hashtag no excuses. Mm -hmm. There's no, what's your excuse? There's no excuse. There absolutely There's, are excuses, but excuses are priorities. They're That's not something you have is. to be ashamed of. No. Right. It's, it's, you know, and it's taken me a lot of years. It's, Taken, in fact, I told somebody earlier today I'm 52 years old. Turns out I'm not 52 years old. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong? I don't know. I'm not Is that sure. On purpose? Did you really think you were 52? No, I just said it. And then Did it was like. Did you mean 25? Were you dyslexic? I could have meant 25. Did you mean five know. plus two? Did you mean I have seven? no idea. I said 52. And then like 45 seconds later, she's like, You're not 52. I was like, <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> Get out of that pod. Right. Well, I left the house for the first time and like my <laughs> brain just shut up. Apparently. But um, so, so how do we get there? And we mentioned the rock exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, so just very quickly for anybody listening to this is like, you know, I would like to unfuck my priorities. Here's the easiest way to do it. You take a piece of paper or whatever, a piece of your wall and you have three bins, right? have to do, would really like to do all the extras. And on sticky notes, you write every single thing that takes time or energy, right? Of course, there's the big stuff, you know, kids, husband, blah, blah, blah. But put everything, cleaning your house, shopping on Amazon, fucking Facebook, <laughs> Netflix. Playing name quiz tests on yeah, Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. You put everything on there that takes up time or energy, and then you bin that. You bin that in one of those three bins, right? What are things I absolutely have to do? What are things I really, really want to do? And what are the other stuff? Yep. And that's really a good way to get a visual of where your time and energy is going. Yep. Because if you have, let's go back to it, if you have fitness and you really, really want to do bin, but time-wise, it doesn't ever make it onto the list, right? But you look at your other other on there, and Facebook's on there, and you realize you spend two hours a day fucking around on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a good there's a good quick easy swap. 
Right. And it's also a good, good way where you can figure out where you can outsource. One of the big things I say to competitors who are, who really want to compete and have a lot on their plate is where can you outsource? Where can you, can you hire a cleaning person for now? Can you do a meal prep service for now? What can your husband pick up? Grocery delivery or, what you know, whatever. Can the kids can the kids come out of for now? What, you know, can you drop out of your Bible study, right? It's a good way to really see what are the movable pieces, what priorities are misaligned, and you can't get that full picture, honestly, until it's on paper or on your wall. And then that's a real easy way to pull those stickies and rearrange it. And from there, it's easy to build, build your plan. Right. And a, and a sort of a graphic depiction of the rock exercise. And you could, you could do this if you really wanted to see it done. Right. Mm -hmm. You have a pitcher, a pitcher, like a drink pitcher, right. Mm -hmm. Or a bucket. Right. And those, your number one priorities, those half, those are your big rocks. You can't, mm -hmm. if you were to try to put all your, the little pieces, so you have like big rocks, pebbles, and sand, right? And your sand is those like, nah, you know, those kind of the, the Facebook shit, right? We'll call that sand. And if you try to put those things in first, mm -hmm. you'll never get the big rocks in, right? So the concept is those big rocks got to go in your bucket first. You put the giant rocks in there first and the most important, fill it up with the pebbles. And if there's still room, put that sand in there. And it'll fill in around it, right? But you got to put the big rocks in first. And then that, that's kind of visually how you, how you prioritize because you only got so much, picture that bucket as your, as your energy, mm -hmm. right? You only have so much energy. Big rocks got to go first, pebbles around it, and then the sand. Absolutely. And I challenge everybody to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not time consuming and it's not hard. It can be slightly uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? To realize like, mm, okay. And another way to, and another thing that I've done with people too is um, very similar to that, but like maybe you're not even sure what all you're spending your day on. Quite mm -hmm. literally, yes. document your entire day. Yes. Alarm went off at 5.30, laid in bed till 5.40. 10 minutes, late, 10 minutes of snooze. All right. Dragged my ass out of bed. Took me 15 minutes to pour my coffee and scroll through Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then it was, another, then I got in the shower. That was 10 minutes. Like literally, like take two or three days and document the time yep. it takes you to do everything. Oh, oh shit, I just spent 30 minutes on Facebook, 30 yep. minutes on Facebook, right? And then look at that and see where stunning. your time really is going. Oh yeah, didn't you have a client that found they were like, it was like seven hours, something on Facebook? So I had a client go do this exercise. Um, it's one, you know, we were working through a lot of stuff. <laughs> we did this exercise, she, <laughs> She came to discover that she was spending 17 hours a week playing an online Facebook game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't play those. But had she not done that, like she, I mean, we had a hundred conversations. We had a lot of conversations about, you know, where can you free up time? Well, I can't. I got two kids. I'm a single mom. I work. I yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, fuck. Well, I go lay in bed from eight to 10 o'clock every night and play Farmville or I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, <laughs> that's a lot of time. And if that's your priority, that's fine. But until you really look at that, sometimes it's hard to know. It's, it's no different than logging your food. Right. Or logging your budget, right? You don't yep. know what you don't know and you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And it's a simple thing that can be so life-changing. So yeah, I ignoring it is not a everybody. strategy. Mm -mm. I challenge everybody, everybody yep. to take some time and do it. Yeah, and... And then, right, again, so 
So do those prioritization things. Make sure that taking on this new endeavor is actually going to fit in your current life. If, is there room, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to the people right. that, are, that are important around you. Communicate what your goals and what you want to do and why, right? Mm-hmm. Help to educate them so that you have their support. And if you don't have their support, then you really do have to evaluate I'm not saying like go get a divorce or whatever, but it just may not be the right time, right? Right. Like it's not, not necessarily a good thing to use this new goal as an escape from some other really bad thing going on in your life necessarily. Right. So, because, Oh, by the way, the bad thing does not go away. So, you know, the communication and then execution, right. And then being flexible enough, you know, kind of having a plan B and being, you know, not having the all or nothing attitude and understanding that, you know, some training is better than no training. Mm -hmm. If life goes to hell in a handbag and a pandemic hits and now you have to train at home, fucking do what you got to do. Right. Like I, I, I am not actually somebody who thinks gyms are essential. Yes. I do think movement is essential for mental and physical health, but if you have a body, right. That's all that you need. That's essential. So I'm not even going to get into the conversation if people keep fucking fighting it. I'm not saying gym shouldn't be open versus a target or whatever the fuck. That's the argument going on right now. But it's not essential because you can, nobody said you can't go outside and get some fucking activity. Nobody said you can't, you know, run around in your house and get some There's exercise. There's one million so, ways to do yeah, it. So anywho's, um, but yeah, so you have to, you have to be able to be flexible and revisit your priorities when things start to wander, right? When Mm -hmm. your energy starts to wander away from you and things are getting your energy that maybe shouldn't, you have to revisit it because Mm -hmm. this is not stagnant. Shit's going to change, right? Um, And then, you know, if things do go wrong and you kind of miss your goal and you miss your target or whatever, then, you know, what we call the the after action report or after Mm -hmm. action review, like, okay, well, what was supposed to happen? What did happen? What went wrong? How can I fix it? You're always training, right? So what, you know, what do we do next time? These are all important things. So, so I think that that sort of covers it, right? For the the life strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Talked about what it is and how you get there. And I mean, and these along with the last two we talked about really are the pivotal pillars. You're not going to get anywhere in life and definitely not as an athlete without your health, nope. your mental health, mental strategy, and having a, a life strategy. Yeah, so, absolutely. So if you missed the first two, listen to those. Yeah. Um, so I what gave, else? Oh, I gave you an assignment about a week ago that I have a feeling you never did. Oh shit, what was it? To watch that Ronnie Coleman Netflix documentary. Oh, it wasn't a week ago. I think you texted me about it like two days ago. It was not two was days ago. Was it last week? <laughs> hold on. Okay. So I think the but, point is you on, didn't watch it, right? Uh, hold on, hold on. I want to see exactly when you told me to but do you didn't, it. You didn't watch it. No, because I no, because I haven't had time. <laughs> or rather, it hasn't been my priority because I am still trying to finish All Americans. Well, watch it. So watch it when you can and let's talk about it. So everybody else out there, I can't I remember. did add it to my, my, my list though. I don't remember the exact name. I think his name is in it. It's on Netflix. It is. It's, um, watch it. I have it. I have it in my list. It is, um, I can tell you what it's called. Because I did. So I will it's, say, as soon as you told me about it, I was like, yep, add it to my list. I didn't know what happened to him. 
I didn't, I didn't realize what happened to him after he came off the scene. But what was really cool about it is they interview all the big names from back in the day, like back in the late 90s. Like, oh, yeah? Like Kevin Laroni, Jay Cutler, um, Flex Wheeler. They're all like the, the, in the documentary. And then, okay. of course, the whole thing is about Ronnie Coleman, who, like, spoiler alert, is in a very bad place right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, ran into him a time or two. Mm-hmm. Um, at I think we did together one time at Monica Brandt's Body Rock. I think yep. we were together. I remember, like, being next to him one time thinking he's the largest man in yes. the world. He did a guest posing. I was at a client's NPC show years and years and years ago. Eric was with me. Um, and he was in his off season. And let me tell you something off season steroided up guys. Yeah. It's not cute. The steroid, the steroid, yeah. there was no banana hammock in the world holding that man in. I mean, it was like gut and butt and yeah. it was just like, to me, it's gross. Um, there's a lot I, to, to me, that part of bodybuilding is both heartbreaking and infuriating. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll make but it's sure. really good. So everybody, everybody watch it. And it's a good um, reminder of bodybuilding back in the day, right? Yeah, it, old school bodybuilding. Old school, all the old school names. So that was kind of cool to watch. Okay. But I, sorry, I did not do my assignment, but I all did right. read, I was reading, I prioritized reading about cortisol. Oh yeah. And I told you I'm never doing that. So, so. <laughs> So I just want you to know that I did do something. What I told um, you was read that book and then you can give me the Mar- Margaritaville synopsis. I'll give you the Margaritaville version go of away. cortisol. Yeah. I won't understand it until I've had at least two drinks. Then I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, next week, I do not know what pillar we're talking about next week because as you guys all know by now, we don't prepare until about 30 minutes before the podcast. Um, well, we have to wait for inspiration. Yes. We get inspired throughout the week and it comes to us. This is really how we've, we've just conducted yeah. business and life and it we get makes sense. It all makes sense when it when it comes together. So, um, thanks you, thanks, thanks, thanks you, Th- thanks, thanks, thanks you, thanks you for listening, <laughs> continuing to listen. Um, please like, share, rate, download, listen, <laughs> listen more, listen Turn like on time, so make it makes it look like we have more listeners. You play it from your husband's phone, your kid's phone. Yeah, because then it will look like do? we have more listeners. <laughs> feel so much better about ourselves i mean take some initiative god <laughs> and when i get my hot tub i'll invite everybody over <laughs> invite all there you go everybody who has rated and reviewed can get in tina's yes. hot tub with her <laughs> you have fun with that uh, i'll create my own little pod for my right. podcast it's my podcast pod i'll do a podcast pod i like a podcast pod all right all right, all right. Don't get oh, weird use your head it's all gonna be, be okay, okay. Bye. bye